The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to another edition of DFS Today, pre- presented by Hoopball. I am your host, uh, your, your host for this evening's slate for Friday night, uh, David Menkov, and I'm joined for the first time. Uh, very excited to to be joined by the one and only Will, Will, also known as Bill. Um, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm great, David. Glad to finally be doing our first show together. And, uh, you know, you can expect to hear both of us together on Thursday from now from now on, hopefully. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. We have a nice little nine-gamer to, to get everyone excited for, for the weekend. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, and I think we can jump right into the first game of the night. Um, we have a little 7 p.m. showdown. Um, Indiana Pacers travel to take on the Orlando Magic in this one. Um, as far as spread and line is concerned, there's nothing available yet. Um, from an injury news perspective, we have some injury news to report. Um, Miles Turner continues to be out for the Pacers as well as TJ Warren. And then some questionable tags. We have Malcolm Brogdon coming up as questionable and DeMontis Sabonis. So two key names to look at. Uh, and then on the Magic side of the ball, we have Markel Fultz, who continues to be out, Jonathan Isaac out, Kareem Main out, and Otto Porter Jr. all out for the Magic. So with that said, Will, tell us, who who's your top picks on the Indiana Pacers side? Well, my top guys, I have two main guys, but um, and that would be TJ McConnell at 5,600 um, because the price is so good. You know, even though he came off the bench last game, he had 19 points and 15 assists. Anybody that can put up numbers like that, you've got to consider them in your lineup. And especially if Brogdon is out and Sabonis is out, that's just more production left for the other guys. Um, so, you know, when you look at the price of Karis LaVert at 7,600, initially you think that's a little high for the, what he produces. But, like, again, if Brogdon and Sabonis are both out and Miles Turner is out, I could see his production going up from the – mid 30s in drafting points to maybe the mid 40s so that makes his price at 7600 a little more worth it to me and the other guy i'm looking at uh at a super great value is gogo batadze um his last two games he's been playing uh great great production and like i said if the bonus and miles turner are out it's just easy work for him at 3800 he could possibly be the steal of the night um what do you think about the Pacers side of things? I love it. I, I feel like we are in sync right off the bat. I, mm-hmm. I, I think we can just end the show now, it seems like. <laughs> I am with you across the board. I have to say, on the Pacers, um, with Brogdon potentially out, Sabonis and Turner, got to lock and low Karis Levert. I know a lot of people might not be as prone to play in Levert, especially against the Magic, but 7600 that price tag, he has 50-point upside. Uh, we've seen it a few games ago uh, with Brogdon not doing any of the playmaking. Karis LeVert's going to have to step up and really provide that extra extra burst for them. So I love that call. And, of course, Goga Bitaze, 3800 That price tag just seems a little too low for how many minutes he's been getting recently. Uh, with Turner out, he got 25 minutes in the last one against the T-Wolves. 
in this one, if he gets 20, 25 minutes, he should smash that price tag. So love that call too. Um, and then that's it. That's pretty much it. I think we're we're lockstep when we talk about the Pacers. Jumping on to the Orlando Magic side of the ball, who do you like on the Orlando side? Uh, I think you have to consider uh, Wendell Carter Jr. It seems like the team is making a clearing a path for him to be that starting center they've been looking for uh, with the replacement of Vucevic being gone because they recently released Kim Birch. Um, so it's just him and Mo Bamba now. So I should expect him to get in the 30-plus minute range, and he could easily put up a double-double, especially if uh, Miles Turner is out. That just makes his job easier. And um, I think you can look at... Tuma Okiki, he had a bad, terrible game last game, but he still played 32 minutes. So as long as he's getting those minutes, I don't expect a repeat performance of that. At 5,800, he's worth it to me. And like we said, uh, with the releasing of Kim Birch, that paves the way for Mo Bamba at uh, 4,200. He should be getting those backup center minutes. And last game, he got 37 DraftKings points in 25 minutes. So, I mean, he'll probably get 20 to 25 minutes. I don't expect him to have 19 points and eight rebounds again, but he should bring back value for you. Um, I'm scared of the point guards because they're all healthy right now, uh, except Fultz, obviously, but um, it's kind of crowded for me. What do you What do you think about the situation with the Magic? Yeah, the Magic is certainly an interesting one. With You touched on it with Ken Birch being released there's definitely some minutes opening up on the orlando side in the front court um i I love the wendell carter call i was i was definitely beating the the wendell carter drum the second he got traded over to orlando i knew this is an opportunity to really bounce back and really show that that he's got all that upside that reason why he was drafted in the first place at a duke so i love wendell carter six thousand that's a great price tag um, and I'm not going to be as keen on Chuma Okiki just because um, he's still a little bit raw. But um, I'll probably be looking a little bit more on the price savings for me and go Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is as risky as, as they come. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend him for any cash. But certainly in play for tournaments, if the game gets out of hand somehow, um, if it doesn't stay close, Mo Bamba should get 20, 25 minutes. And at 4,200, might be worth uh, worth a flyer there. Uh, and then he touched on the guard play. It, it's tough with everyone healthy to, to really trust anyone. Um, but I kind of like Mike Carter-Williams, 5,700. Um, I know that he's been putting up some outrageous numbers recently, 35 and 40 in his last two, uh, with, with crazy block and steal rates. But uh, he's a guy that, I mean, he's, he's got the hot hand. If Indiana is banged up as they are, uh, he might get plenty of run, and he's going to be low-owned on the slate. So might be another reason why um, I will look Mike Carter-Williams, but but that's about it for me uh, on, on the Orlando side. So I think before we jump into the next one, just wanted to, to send a little message. Um, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got? Lakers or Clippers? Riders or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the Masters this weekend. Um, you know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sportsbook out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter code, code Hoopball and get your deposit match halfway up to a thousand bucks. 
Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. All right, well, let's jump into the next one. In the next game, it's a little 7.30 p.m. start. We have Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to take on the Boston Celtics. We actually do have a game total. It's 228.5, with the Celtics favored by 9.5 points. As far as injuries are concerned, um, we have a few injuries to note. On the Minnesota side, Malik Beasley is out uh, for the foreseeable future. Jalen Noel is doubtful for this one. Josh Okogie is probable. Um, and on the Celtics side, Evan Fournier is out due to health and safety protocols. With that said, who, who are we looking at on the Minnesota Timberwolves side, given all of their, uh, most of their, their starters are pretty much healthy outside of Malik Beasley. Are you looking at anyone with this high game total? Yeah, um, I, I'm starting mainly with, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, franchise player, Carl Anthony Towns. He's priced very expensive at 10900 but he always can put up production. Uh, you know, two games ago, he had 70 drafting points. So that's what you're looking for. Um, he's kind of averaging in the 50s right now, but he always has that game time potential to get, you know, 60, 70 drafting points. So you can always consider him, play around with your lineup, see if you can fit him in there. If not, oh, well, it's nine games, so you can put somebody else in there. Um, and I'm looking at D'Angelo Russell. If you hadn't heard, he's back. He's played two games uh, after being out for two months. And uh, his production has not been incredible yet um, as far as uh, drafting production. But in real life basketball, he had 25 points and 17 points, and that's only in 24 minutes. Once those minutes continue to ramp up, which they could in this game against Boston, um, He's only at 6,300, so he has potential to easily hit value and more. Just keep an eye before tip-off about hearing anything about him, if his minutes are still going to be limited or not. And if they are, you can shy away, but if he, they're going to wrap his minutes up, I say go ahead and put him in your lineup. And they got to play that shooting guard right now uh, with Rubio, so I think that'll help his scoring out also to fill in for Malik Beasley's production. And the other guy I'm looking at is Jaden McDaniels. Um, he is at 4,800, and he's getting the minutes. I mean, his, his production has been pretty good. Uh, but like I said, with Beasley out, um, that's just more production for everyone to go around. And 4,800 is such a cheap price for someone that's going to be getting. Last game, he played 37 minutes. So um, I think he's worth the risk for me if you can play around with putting him in your lineup also. you have any other Minnesota Timberwolves? Honestly, you, you pretty much nailed them again. So we we seem to be in, uh, in a pretty good groove here uh, as far as, as, as guys we like. So I'm, I'm with you on everyone. The only other guy I'm looking at on the Timberwolves side, it has to be Anthony Edwards. Um, given DeAndre Russell coming back, he's probably going to be overlooked a little bit. Um, but he's mm-hmm. still going to get all the minutes he can handle. He's still getting 35, 40 minutes a game. Uh, and we've seen he's got 45, 50-point upside. And if this matchup ends up being a blowout, he might still—he's going to still get potentially minutes, and that's the only reason why I'm really looking at Anthony Edwards. But I, I like the car Anthony Towns call. Ten thousand nine hundred is a bit of a high price tag. Um, it, it's going to be tough to play him on this slate. There are some other guys in the ten thousand dollar range in the front court. We'll talk about a little bit later that I like more. But again, we, we, we can't blame anyone for playing car Anthony Towns, especially against the Celtics. He's going to be going to do everything for them. He's a solid, solid center, one of the best in the league. 
And he's definitely in a groove right now for Minnesota. It's just too bad he plays for the Timberwolves because he's he, right. he's just he's in a tough spot right now, unfortunately. Definitely. And yeah, you know, I'm a little scared of playing Anthony Edwards with um D'Angelo Russell back. I just don't know what's gonna happen. But uh he's been he's been very productive and he should get all the minutes he can handle, like you said. So I wouldn't blame you if you put him in this lineup, in your lineup. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And and definitely it's more of a wild card play for me. But uh yeah. Awesome. So uh, talking about flipping over to the other side of the ball, Celtics are huge favorites. Um, Everyone's pretty much healthy for the Celtics now, so it's going to be really tough to trust anyone for DFS in particular. I have my name. uh, I have some some guys circled, but I'm curious, who who do you like on the Celtics side of the ball, if anyone will? See, I was going to throw it to you. I'll I'll name my guys. (laughs) I I only name two guys who I'm thinking are a good play. So I'll be interested to see who you got in mind. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, with everyone healthy, it's kind of scary to me, with, except for Evan Fournier, obviously. But um, I like Kemba Walker at 6,900. Um, he has that 40-point potential. Uh, obviously, he uh, doesn't play back-to-back, so he'll be rested and healthy for this game. Uh, and I just think anytime you get a starting point guard that's going to be out there for 30-plus minutes uh, under 7K, that's worth the risk. And then, obviously, you have the Time Lord at 6,500. He has that potential also to get uh, in the 40s of drafting points. So at 6,500, I think it's worth it. Um, Tristan Thompson did come back and kind of hurt him a little bit. But um, I think they will use Robert Williams. Uh, I think he's a better matchup for Towns. So I would think he would be out there a little more than Tristan. So that is a risk. It's not a lock. But uh, the price is a, is, is worth taking a risk for, in my opinion. I don't feel great about it, though. <laughs> So who do you got for Boston? It's 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 sketchy with Boston for me. Yeah, you touched on. I mean, this game total is gonna probably get people excited, but if you look at it, the Celtics are pretty much healthy at this point outside of Fournier, who who has shown that you know he's still knocking off that rust since being traded. So um, as far as the Celtics goes, I usually love playing Kemba. Anytime I can get Kemba under seven K, I usually fire him up. But with Marcus Smart in there, with Jason Brown in there, with Jason Tatum in there. I don't know if he's going to get to that 35, 40 point number as easily. So I'm not going to be as keen on, on Kemba. The guys I'm looking at, I'm looking at Jalen Brown, um, 8,000. Uh, that's a nice little mid tier price tag, a little bit high on the, on the price tag side, but he's coming off a 58 point game against the Knicks, 58 fantasy point game where he put up 30 and 10. I don't expect those kind of numbers, but Timberwolves do not play any defense. So Jalen Brown can absolutely go off in this matchup. So I love Jalen Brown at 8,000. And then I'll have a little bit of interest, too, in Jason Tatum at 9K. Um, he's a guy that's been very pretty much consistent all season long. Coming off a 46-point effort against the Knicks, too. Um, again, the matchup is key. I don't think anyone in the Timberwolves can really stop Jason Tatum in this matchup. So uh, the only risk here is a blowout. Um, which is why I'm not going to have too much interest in anyone else just because of the blowout risk in, in this game. I, I, don't, I don't think Timberwolves can keep it close in the second half. There, there's almost no chance. So that's the only reason why I'm looking at those two guys only on the Boston side. Right. I normally look at Jalen Brown, but his price just is, keeps creeping up and it's kind of scaring me with everyone healthy. And, uh, you know, so, but it is, he's obviously, like you said, last game he had 58 drafting points. That's incredible. So, We'll see if that was a fluke or if he'll go back to his high 30s, low 40s points or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Awesome. So now after that nice little game total, we'll jump into the next game. It's 7.30 p.m. start. We've got the Memphis Grizzlies traveling to the New York Knicks. Um, the current spread total is two, 213.5 with the Knicks favored by half a point. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, we have on the Grizzlies, Brandon Clark is doubtful in this one. Jaron Jackson Jr. continues to be out, as well as the Anthony Melton and Justice Winslow. On the Knicks side, John Henson's out and Mitchell Robinson are both out. So when we're talking about this game, um, I'm going to be honest with you, Will. There's not a ton I like um, on either side of the ball, but jumping in on, on the Grizzly side, I'm looking at two names and two names only. Um, I'm going to have some interest in, and that's John Morant, starting point guard of extraordinaire, uh, who's I think is going to really step up in this kind of primetime matchup. Uh, coming off a 37-point game, fantasy game, which is, again, not his ceiling. He has shown in, in previous games uh, a couple a couple weeks ago against the Utah Jazz, he put off 53 fantasy points. So he's a guy that can fill it up. He's a guy that, that should be able to do that, especially with some other guards and the Grizzlies out for this one. He should be able to, to put up a nice number against the Knicks. Um, so I actually like John Morant. And then the only other guy I'm looking at really on the Memphis side is going to have to be Kyle Anderson. And I don't feel good about Kyle Anderson at all, but but his numbers have been rock solid recently. Looking at, at his last five games, he's put up um, 40 points in three out of five and 30 in the other two. So suddenly Kyle Anderson's the most consistent player on the on the Grizzly side of the ball, which is even crazy to even say out loud. But uh, so I, I like Kyle Anderson and uh, John Morant. Do you like anyone on the Memphis side? You hit my guys. Uh, just before I get into it, since we just were talking about Boston, Kemba's at 6,900, uh, Jai's at 7,100. Who would you prefer between those two? Uh, oh, that is so <laughs> difficult. I, I'm Honestly, right. I'm going to have to ride ride or die on John Morant in this one. I, okay. I, I like John Morant. $200 more expensive. What about you? Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, I know Santino hates playing anyone against the Knicks, but... Um, I think he should be fine. Uh, but yeah, the only you you killed it uh, with uh, you nailed you nailed it with Kyle Anderson at fifty nine hundred. He's not a star. He's not a name you ever feel great about having in your lineup. But like you said, he's been very productive the last five games. And the other guy I'm looking at is uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, I think he's a player that once again, like Kyle Anderson, you don't you see the name, you don't see sexy, but when he plays, he's productive. I mean, he's pretty much averaging 20 points and 10 boards uh, for the last two weeks. Um, and so he has that 50 point, 50 drafting point potential every game for me. So while he's still at 7,100, I'll consider it. You know, they don't have Mitchell Robinson against him. They're going to have uh, Mitch, uh, Nerlens Noel and Tosh Gibson. So that's not too scary for me. So that uh, those are the only two I'm really looking at. You could throw Dylan Brooks in your lineup if you want, but he'll probably disappoint you. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's 100%, 100% of true. <laughs> Every time everyone puts Dylan Brooks in lineups, it's always going to be a, a wild card. But I like the Jonas Valanciunas call. That's a great one. I wasn't even looking at Jonas, but to your point, the Knicks are just so beat up on the front court. He should be able to eat. And I, there's no reason why he can't get 20 and 15 in this one. So I love it. Love that call. Who do you like on the Knicks side of the ball? That, that's going to be a little bit trickier, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, with a nine-game slate, I, I normally love Julius Randle, and I think, you know, he's deservedly so, having the best year of his career, all-star. But his price is creeping up a little too high for me at 9,900. Um, yes, he can get you 50, 60 DraftKings points. But um, I don't know. I just don't trust it. Um, he, it's a pretty tough matchup. Memphis is a seventh-ranked defense. Um, and they have their big guys for the most part. You know, JV's going to be down there. Um, so I would pass on him uh, with this nine-game slate. If it was a four- or five-game slate, I'd probably consider him. Um, and same thing for R.J. Barrett at 6,600. Um, his last game, uh, he had 30, he had 40 drafting points, 29 actual NBA points. That was great. But normally with RJ, he's a very inconsistent player. He has a great game, then he drops down to nothing, you know. So it's too risky for me to lock and load him, but I can see you putting him in some lineups uh, as contrarian. Uh, but yeah, he's not a guy that you're excited about having in your lineup either, but he could be productive for you. Yeah. Any other Nick you're looking at? Honestly, that's fair. Any interest in – let me throw out a name at for you. Uh-huh. Nerlens Noel, 4,300. See, I, I never can trust Nerlens Noel <laughs> because it's like his production – like he'll – like for fan – like if you're in um, a nine-cat league, you want him in your lineup because he's going to get you boards and blocks. But for DraftKings, that's going to get you 18 to 21 DraftKings points. And even though it's only 4,300, that's just not enough production. I want more of, of, of an upside than that. And, you know, Thibodeau is not trying to play him 30, 40 minutes because he wants to play his boy, Taj Gibson. So <laughs> You're absolutely right. I, I just figured I'll throw it out there and, and see if you bite. But uh, <laughs> how, how right you are, Nerlens Noel is as GPP punt as you can possibly consider on, on this slate. So. Um, definitely prefer Mo Bamba if we're going to play that punt oh, game yeah. tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So the next game on the slate, we have um, 8 p.m. start. Chicago Bulls traveling to take on Atlanta Hawks. Um, it should be a pretty nice game total and spread. Unfortunately, there's nothing out at this point. Um, talking about injuries, on the Hawks side, we have Clint Capella, who is questionable. John Collins continues to be out. Chris Dunn's out. Danilo Gallinari, Gallinari, apologies, is questionable in this one. DeAndre Hunter is out, and Cam Reddish is out. The Bulls don't have a injury report submitted at this point, um, but we can safely assume that they're going to have pretty much everyone healthy in this, in this game outside of Gary Temple, who's out. Um, everyone else should be locked and loaded. So with that... Who do you like, Will, on the bull side in uh, supposedly an up-paced kind of game here? Right, right. Um, yeah, that will factor who I like in this game. But I'm going to start off with Vucevic at 9,100. Um, I think that's an incredible price for him. I think DraftKings has not caught up to his production yet. I mean, he could easily be a 10000 uh, price player or like 9,900 like Julius Randle because he's putting up as good production. Uh, he took a... Uh, a little, he was a little slow to get to his normal form from Orlando when he came to Chicago, but he's ramping it back up now. He had 32 actual NBA points last game. So I think he's like a load uh, for your lineup. And Zach Levine, he's a guy that has been uh, on a slump lately, um, but his last three games he's been picking it up a little bit. And I think in this matchup, like you said, fast-paced matchup at 7,800, I think that's uh, this is the time to use him. 
because uh, his uh, DraftKings value was up to $1,000 more than it is right now. So at 7,800, now's the time to put it in your lineup, not when it's 8,800 in a slower-paced matchup. So I think you can use him. Uh, non-sexy names are like Dad Young at 6,200. Daniel Tice with backup minutes at 3,700. He can put up some stats for you. Uh, and a sneaky play would be Kobe White at 4,300. This is because of the fast-paced game. Um, you know, he'll be running up and down with Trey Young. Even though Sadoraski will be in there, I think this game is more fitting for Kobe White. But that's just a hunch. Um, the main two guys are Vucevich and Levine for me. What do you think? Honestly, I think we're just – our wavelength is so on, on point at this point <laughs> uh, in, in, in this early partnership we're having here. So I, I don't want to mess it up. So I'm just going to say – aligned and move on but but all awesome. but, but all jokes aside i actually i circle kobe white um as a as a nice little uh sneaky play like you mentioned because of the coming back and because he's coming back from injury and he should be able to get plenty of run in this matchup and then nikola vucevic one of my favorite former philadelphia 76ers by the way i throw that in every time i record because i, I want to remind our listeners that he, he was drafted by the 76ers um, so, uh, love Vucevic. 9,100 is just a steal of a price. He was putting up 10,000 price tag kind of type of games in Orlando, and he's still the main focus of their offense now that he's on the Chicago Bulls. So I love that. I, I think he's, I, I'd, I'd sooner take Vucevic to your point versus Julius Randle in a heartbeat. Um, and I'll take that 9,100 price tag right to the bank. I love that. Zach Levine. I don't know what happened to the, the pricing at DraftKings, but ever since Vucevic came to town, um, Zach Levine's numbers have really dropped off. But at 7,800, a guy that was putting up 40 and 50 fantasy points consistently uh, a couple as early as a couple of weeks ago, I, I, don't, I don't foresee any reason why he can't get back, get back to putting up those kind of numbers again. At 7,800, that price is just too good to pass up in this one. So... Love the Zach Levine and Vucevic call. And I'm going to throw in Kobe White as my third favorite uh, on the bowl side. Who do you like on the other side of the ball in Atlanta with, with so many guys uh, questionable or out in the front court? Oh, yeah. And um, Trey Young, obviously, at 9,200, he always has that 50-point potential. And, uh, you know, no one's stopping him on the Bulls. Um, uh, and I like uh, – is Capella playing? He's still questionable, right? Question. Yeah, yes. Capella's questionable at, at best right now. Yeah. Right, right. If he plays and he's going to play a full complement of men of minutes, I always think it's uh, acceptable to put him in your lineup. But if, you know, he's questionable, probably doubtful. Um, you can't look that way. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich at 7,000. Um, I think he's uh, worth the play. Last game, 41 drafting points. And in this up-tempo type of game, he should be productive. Um, uh, so, and yeah, if Capella is out, um, Okongwu at 4,000, I think, is a steal. Um, so keep an eye out on uh, any updates on Capella. Because um, last game, Okongwu had 30, played 32 minutes, had 34 drafting points, had a double-double with 13 points and 11 boards. So that production, I could say, I could see staying the same or increasing. Um, you know, he's definitely going to get the blocks. He may have a tough time with Vucevic because he's so raw, but he's going to be out there getting the big minutes. So uh, that's who I'm looking at on the Hawks. Uh, I don't trust 
you know, like Herder and Gallinari is questionable. So anyone else you're looking at on the Hawks? Honestly, once again, absolutely in alignment. Uh, I don't even know if, if I even need to, to go into anything. So you nailed it. Trey Young has got, got a circle him, 9,200. He's going to be in play. He should be able to smash. Bogdan Bogdanovich, one of my favorite names in the league. Um, <laughs> at 7K, you mentioned, I mean, he's getting consistent minutes now. He looks like a bona fide starter now for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting the production. I mean, there's much else you can say about Bogdan. I, I think he was a great signing for them. Um, and this is going to be a great matchup for him to, to really put up a 40-45 point type of ceiling game. So I love that call a lot. And then you do touch on it. Clint Capella's out. Onya Ogonku at 4,000. I definitely butchered that. Apologies. Uh, <laughs> apologies on that one. Um, I'll try that again. Onya Ogonku uh, at 4,000 um, is definitely going to be in play with Capella out. There's just so many guys in that 4,000 high, 3,000 price tag in the front court that are very much going to be in play on this slate. It's going to be a matter of which one of them you're more comfortable playing and which one fits your build better because there's a lot of value to be had in that price point uh, range tonight. So mm-hmm. it's something to keep in mind as, as we move forward, for sure. Yep, definitely. And I promise, guys, we are not copying off each other's paper. <laughs> absolutely not. I, I don't even... Absolutely not. There's no video, nothing. This is all, <laughs> this is all completely randomized, I promise. <laughs> Um, awesome. So getting into, before we get into the next game on our slate, I just wanted to, um, share a quick, uh, quick reminder that we have to pause for an announcement and it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The bruise letter is back. Oh yes. Back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski is running an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets it's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else two it's not on the website it's not on any podcast not on social media it's only an email newsletter and you can sign up to get it for free just go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds again the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 aaron brewski straight to your inbox enjoy all right well let's jump into the next one we have at 8 p.m start it's my favorite Philadelphia 76ers traveling to take on the New Orleans Pelicans in this one. Um, as far as Vegas, we don't have a line at the moment. Um, no spread or total here. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, on the Philadelphia side, George Hill is still out. On the New Orleans side, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is out in this one. Lonzo Ball is questionable. Josh Hart is out as well, and Brandon Ingram is questionable, as well as Kyra Lewis Jr. is also questionable in this one. So, with all of these interesting plays that are happening, on the Sixers side, I, I'll, I'd like to just jump in on the Sixers, um, if, if I may, and, and just dive in and, and talk about one name one name in particular, and that's Joel Embiid. He is back from injury, and I'm going to be looking heavily into Joel Embiid. That price tag is pretty good. Um, I don't see any reason how any reason why Steven Adams is going to stop him. He played 33 minutes in the last one um, and 29 minutes in the game before, so he should be able to get 30, 35 minutes in this game against the Pelicans. Should be able to put put up a monster game. 
um, 45, 50. He should have 50 fantasy points as the absolute floor in this type of matchup. So I love Joel Embiid. Um, I'm going to have some interest. People are probably going to yell at me for this one, but Ben Simmons. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put in Ben Simmons. What are you 84. doing? What are you I know. doing? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, his numbers have been extremely off. I, I don't know what what's been happening to him. Uh, honestly, as far as his playmaking, he's not getting the assist anymore. He's not getting the rebounds. So I think this is a great game for him to to really have a nice bounce back. And you're not gonna get Ben Simmons priced in the low AK range very often. So again, take advantage of pricing. Take advantage of pricing, my friends, because I love Ben Simmons here as a great GPP play. Um, I don't think I'll trust him for cash, but for GPPs, a a fantastic play. Um, So I'm calling Ben Simmons there. And that's pretty much it on the Sixers. You can't really trust, uh, in my opinion, anyone else. Uh, Really, Seth Curry is just not getting minutes. Furkan Korkmaz is also not getting minutes. Danny Green, uh, a guy that definitely has fantasy point production upside, coming off a 27-point game in the last one. Um, you can look at his way at 4,600, but uh, I'm not going to have too much interest with so many other guys on on this slate. So that's it for me on the Sixers. Who do you like uh, on the Philly side of the ball? Yeah, um, I think with uh, Joel and B coming back, everyone else is kind of cannibalizing each other. Um, you know, uh, Tobias Harris was very uh, DraftKings friendly before Joel and B came back. But now I think he takes a knock. Simmons, like you said, has been going through you know, just non-stat-worthy <laughs> production and games. I don't know if he just feels more comfortable with Joel Embiid out. Um, but, yeah, Joel Embiid is it for me at 10,100. I don't really trust anyone else. Like you said, there's, there's other guys you could throw in as a contrarian like Ben Simmons, but it's just Joel Embiid for me. And, like, if you're con- comparing him to, uh, like, Carl Anthony Towns at 10900 I would take Embiid every time for $800 cheaper. Um, you know, and, like, his minutes are just going to keep ramping up, and, uh, you know, he's going to get more comfortable out there. He just – his production has been a little bit down because he's not getting the boards, but that'll come. So I, I would I would love to play Embiid uh, tonight. That's a great call. Um, and I, again, I think all the listeners are going to agree with you that you can't trust anyone else on the Sixers. <laughs> I I am a, a diehard Ben Simmons fan um, since he came in the league, so I, I'm a little biased. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. Whenever he plays, I, I try to have a little bit of exposure there. So that, that's that's on me though. Um, but getting on, moving on to the Pelican side of the ball with so many guys out and questionable. Can you trust anyone outside of Zion Williamson? And do you trust Zion is, is a big question. Yeah, Zion's price, you know, has kind of been trickling up a little bit. So I don't really love it at 9000 But, you know, if Brandon Ingram is out, I would say you could you could throw him in a lineup. Um, and, you know, that uh, Brandon Ingram determines a lot, actually. So, like, you could probably play Eric Bledsoe at 6400 He's a name that you look at and you're like, well, but... You know, last game he had 26 actual NBA points, you know. That only led to 34 DraftKings points because he's not doing much else. But he's going to be out there to get that production. And a name you may have not heard um, is, let me say it right, Najee Marshall. Um, I believe he's a rookie. Uh, He's been getting a lot of production with Brandon Ingram out. And he's at 3,900. He could easily get you in the mid-20s of DraftKings points. So, uh, you can go big on your lineup and throw him in there at 3,900. I think 
that's a worthy play because, like I said, with Nikhil, Al- Nikhil Alexander-Walker out, Lonzo Ball questionable, Josh Hart out, Pierre Lewis questionable, um, Brandon Ingram questionable, uh, Najee Marshall is going to get those minutes and probably be productive as he's been being two out of the last three games. Who you got on the Pelicans? Yeah, I mean, you, you touched on it. With so many guys questionable or out, I, I implore everyone to monitor the injury news up to the left. second, Because there's no other way you're going to be able to, to, to really play on the Pelicans. Because um, if everyone's out, Najee Marshall is a great call. 3,900 should get plenty of run. Um, I used to play Bledsoe all the time. I was a big Bledsoe DFS player. But 6,400, that price tag is a little bit too high for me with Bledsoe just because... We haven't seen that same production that we used to see from Bledsoe back in the day. Um, again, I, I don't blame anyone for playing Bledsoe, and, and I totally think that, that it's, it's a great call, especially with all these guys potentially out. But Bledsoe just doesn't seem like the same Bledsoe that came out that came came onto the scene um, earlier in his career. So that's something to monitor. Um, I, I'm going to throw another name out there, and I'm, I'm going to probably have additional enemies for this one. But I, I'm going to have some interest in. Mr. IT, Isaiah Thomas, who recently mm. signed with them. Um, he obviously has not been shooting well at all. He's, he's shooting 30% from the field in about 22 minutes of action in his two games with, with the Pelicans. But um, this is a great opportunity for him to come in, uh, especially if it was garbage time, because Sixers should be able to, to handle the, the Pelicans if they're injured. So I think Isaiah Thomas, if he shoots 40, 45% from the field on this one, he should he should smash and and 4700 that price tag is pretty good um, in my opinion so I'm gonna have some shares of Isaiah if all the other guys that we mentioned are out. Yeah, I mean double digits in both his games uh, after a year long absence, so it's 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 not a horrible horrible idea. <laughs> you also I mean, could look at uh, James Johnson for the Pelicans. I mean, it's not it's not fun, but if if Ingram's out, you could throw him in there. Too. Absolutely. James Johnson, I mean, earlier this year on the Mavs, he was putting up some pretty nice numbers, people to forget. Um, so he can certainly do that. So that's a great call, though. Great call. Um, awesome. So we can, with that, I think we can jump into the later games. We have a 9 p.m. start time. We have your Charlotte Hornets taking right. on the, the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks uh, in this game. Um, there's no spread or total in this one as of yet. On the Hornets side, we have three guys that are out. LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, and Malik Monk are all out, as I mentioned. And on the Milwaukee Bucks side, there's no actual injury report that has been submitted yet. But we already know that um, Giannis is actually questionable in this one. Um, so that's something we really want to monitor as we get closer. Um, if, if he ends up suiting up, then great. Uh, it looks like he is, is still on the questionable side. Uh, there hasn't been any updates yet in his tag, so that's something to really monitor. Who do you like on your hometown Hornets? <laughs> well, with uh, Gordon Hayward out, um, obviously LaMelo is out. I think Rozier, he's priced up right now, uh, you know, I guess because of those injuries, but he should be filling in with the production. Um, but if you don't want to spend up to 8500 you can go to Devontae Graham at 6,800. His production should be similar. Um, Rozier might outscore him a little bit, but 
it won't hurt to have Devontae Graham in there at 6,800. Like you said, ever since LaMelo's been injured, his production has been uh, increased uh, dramatically because he was not having the greatest start to the season, especially with his field goal percentage. Um, the only other guy I'm looking at, I never I never feel comfortable with P.J. Washington or Miles Bridges. Every now and then they pop and have an amazing game, but more than likely they're up and down. Um, the breakout star from last game was Jalen McDaniels, brother of Jaden McDaniels. He had 38 and a half DraftKings points, 21 real NBA points, and six boards, three or six uh, assists. And that was with because Gordon Hayward is out. So they finally played someone other than the Martin Twins, and it paid off. <laughs> so at 3,300, I mean, that's probably the steal of the night. Um, with him playing that well, there's no way they're going to take his minutes back down. He was playing single-digit minutes. Game before that, 17 minutes, and he finally got up to 32 minutes. There's no way I could see those minutes going back down after how great he played. So, I mean, that's 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 pretty much a lock. Um, but I don't trust anyone else. Who do you think for my Hornets? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I think we're we're in alignment. The only guy that I'm having issues like playing potentially is Terry Rozier at that price tag. Mm-hmm. But someone has to put up points, and someone has to be able to do everything for the Hornets, and we've seen earlier in the season with other guys actually healthy, he still put up 53 fantasy points. So Terry Rozier is certainly going to be someone that you can look at 8,500. I actually prefer Devontae Graham at 6,800 um, as far as the guards coming off a 35-point game against the Thunder. I like Graham, and then the final guy, I mean, you touched on it, Jalen McDaniels. I mean, he's going to be as chalk as they come in, probably on, on the slate at 3,300. He's pretty much a lock and load to build your lineup with all the, the all the superstars you can actually even think of because Jeremy Daniels is going to be uh, a guy that should be able to get run. And to your point, they absolutely found a nice little gem. And now they're not playing the Martin Twins. It's it's a great a great call to, to have McDaniels in there, and he's been very productive in his limited floor time. So I love that call. Um, and and that's it for me on the Hornets too. Um, I think we can jump right over to the Milwaukee Bucks, who we're still waiting on the questionable tag, as I mentioned, with Giannis. So it's going to be tough to really trust the Milwaukee Bucks. We have to monitor the news, and it's a late-game start, too. So it's going to be a little tough um, if if you're going to be thinking about playing Giannis. If Giannis is good to go, lock him in um, at 10800 That's a great price tag. I prefer that over Carl Anthony Towns if he plays. Um, but again, if he doesn't play, some other guys become a lot more appealing. Chris Middleton, 8,100, should be able to put up 45 to 50 fantasy points. Um, coming off a 41-point game without Giannis, should, again, as I mentioned, should have that upside. So I like Chris Middleton. And then I'm also looking at Drew Holiday at 8,400. It, it's also a nice price tag. If I have a choice with Giannis out between Rogier or Drew Holiday, I'm going to probably pick the hundred dollars in savings and go drew holiday in this one um and and that's that's pretty much it i'll have some interest in bobby portis at 5700 if Giannis sits too um a guy that should get plenty of production should get minutes close to 30 if Giannis is out um and a double double threat every time he gets minutes so those are the three guys i'm looking at on the buck side of the ball any uh, agreement on the buck side yeah, I totally agree. If you don't hear anything on Giannis uh, early, I would I would keep him out of your lineup because with that ankle, uh, it's just a little too risky for me at 
as expensive as he is at ten thousand eight hundred. So, um, and and if you do hear that he's out, like you just mentioned, Bobby Portis, I love that at fifty seven hundred. Right now, that's halfway through the second quarter, and he has seven point seven points, um, five rebounds. So, I mean, that's lead, gonna lead to a very productive night. Um, like you said, double double threat. Whenever he's gonna get those minutes, um, I love Drew Holiday at eighty four hundred. Uh, he recently was the player of the week. Um, so his production has been amazing, uh, especially with Giannis out. It's just even more opportunities for him. And you can throw in Middleton. I never enjoy playing Middleton. Every time I put him in a lineup, he does nothing. <laughs> but every other game that he's not in my lineup, he does great. He's just one of those guys for me. But with Giannis out, I mean, it should be a guarantee that he'll be productive. Yeah, it's tough. That price tag of Middleton, it never seems to drop low enough where it's comfortable, right? It's it's right. always it's always in that range. You're like, oh, I can't play him. But you know, again, you know, you just never know, especially against against this in this matchup. So I I, I love all those calls. Um, so we'll have to see the honest news how it plays out over that ankle. Um, hopefully, we get some updates throughout the day, so we don't have to make those those calls. Uh, last minute with those swaps so yeah awesome awesome let's dive into the next one we have a 9 p.m start san antonio spurs traveling to take on the denver nuggets in this one uh the the battle of the murrays as i like to call it um there there's no there's no total or spread right now um but as far as injuries are concerned the nuggets jamal murray is actually questionable on this one on the spurs side we have kita bates drop bates Diop, sorry, um, is out in this one, as well as Trey Lyles. Uh, Gorgie Dang is questionable, and Lonnie Walker is also questionable. All right, Will, who do you like on the Spurs side? And hopefully you're looking at one of the Murrays here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, DeJounte Murray is kind of like one of those guys like Chris Middleton for me also. Um, but it, <laughs> obviously I have no qualms with you putting them in your lineup at 7500 That's a good price. Um, his last four games have been in the 30s, so that's not great as far as DraftKings points. But, um, you know, he's going to be the starting point guard, so he always has that potential. Um, DeRozan, same thing. His production has been down the last three games. So hopefully both of these guys pick it up and, you know, start playing like they were earlier in the season. Um, I think you can put uh, Jakob Pertl in your lineup. His production has been down also the last two games. But, you know, they recently signed Gorgie Ding. Uh, Gorgie Jing, um, but he is uh, questionable. So if he doesn't play, I don't think that will hurt Pirtle. So I think Pirtle could possibly go back to his productive ways. Um, but yeah, the, the Spurs have a ton of point guards and small guards, so I don't really trust too many of them. Uh, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't play anyone on the Spurs, honestly. I, it sounds like you like DeJounte, though. What do you think? Honestly, I, that that was more of a bait and switch there because I, I actually I just wanted to say that I like Murray, but I am I have very little interest in in either Murray's in this game actually. Um, so Try to I'm get actually, me. Yeah, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, to feel it out there, but uh, but yeah, um, on on the Spurs, you you mentioned it. It's really tough to really trust anyone. Uh, Keldon Johnson is another guy I'm looking at for tournaments, but. To, your, to the point of all of the Spurs, the production has been down recently. Um, he has not been putting up the consistent numbers. 
He had 37 points against the Pacers a couple of nights ago. If he can get to that fantasy point number, then that's a great price tag. But I don't know if that'll happen against these Nuggets. So I'm probably not going to have a lot of interest in Kelvin. Jacob Pottle is the only other person. Uh, yeah, Jakob Pottle is the only person, I, only other guy I circled as far as potential look on the Spurs. But his last two games, have he's been absolutely awful um, against the Nuggets, against this very same Nuggets, too. So it's really hard to trust him in this one. So I, I'm good with, with fading the entire Spurs in this one. Uh, and we can jump into the Nuggets side. Any interest in anyone on the Nuggets, especially with Jamal Murray questionable? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, you definitely got to keep an eye on that. I know they um, started for uh, Kondu Composto last game. Uh, so he's in play. Uh, but I didn't even circle him. But uh, Jokic, obviously, at 10,500. In my opinion, he's probably the front runner for MVP. Um, so, tremendous year. Nothing you can take away from him. Uh, he's pretty much a lock and low every lineup. Oh, oh, here's a question for you Jokic or MBs? Let me, let me see what you think about that because I know you have that <laughs> Philly bias. What, what, what do you think about that one? Honestly, despite my Philly bias, I'm still I'm gonna have to go Jokic just for upside okay. alone. Um, so I'm gonna go Jokic. Well, you can trust this uh, this man, fans. Okay, <laughs> you <can> trust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, with the addition of uh, Aaron Gordon, you know that kind of we thought would take take away from Michael Porter Jr. He's kind of remained the same. Aaron Gordon was playing incredible, incredible. Uh, three and four games ago, but the last two games, his production has dropped off and Michael Portis has not. So that's something that is interesting to keep an eye out on. So for right now, I don't think you can play Aaron Gordon, even though he's a thousand dollars cheaper. If you want to go that route, you would want to play Michael Porter Jr. right now, especially if Jamal Murray is out. Um, another guy that would benefit also is uh, Will Barton at 5,400. Um, Normally, Will Barton is the name that you look at and you're like, I don't want to put him in my lineup. But his last four games have been productive um, and valuable at that price point. Uh, so are you looking at um, Compazzo or are you just like the guys I mentioned? I'm, I'm, I'm with you again. Uh, pretty much down, down the line. Um, I'm not looking at Compazzo or Monte Morris. If Jamal Murray plays... He, I'm going to have a little bit of interest in Murray, but at 8,000, there are much better, much safer guys to play uh, on this slate. So I'm not going to look there either. Uh, you touched on it. The, Mr. Will uh, Barton, the other Will. Um, some may argue the, the lesser Will um, right. Barton. Um, <laughs> he is a guy that I, I love for, for season-long fantasy and a guy that has been very consistent in DFS too. So... Um, I have a lot of interest in Will Barton at 5,400. No one seems to want to price him anywhere above 5,000, which is good, which is fine for me. So I'm going to keep playing Will Barton at 5,400. I think he's a solid play. And he touched on it. Nikola Jokic is pretty much a lock and load any on any game, any slate. doesn't matter. Um, he should be, He's good for 55, 60, almost on a nightly basis. And, and he's, he's actually not the most expensive guy. Um, he's not even the most expensive center on the slate, which is crazy to think too. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the savings on Jokic and, and run with it. Um, and, and that's it. So I'm, I'm looking at Jokic and Will Barton only for me on the Nuggets side. I can't argue with that. Awesome. All right. So let's, let's dive in then into the final two games of the night. The first game we have, it's a 10 p.m. start. 
It's Washington Wizards traveling to take on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, this game actually does have a spread finally in a total. It, it, it's a big one too. 240 and a half as expected with the Warriors favored by three and a half points. As far as injuries are concerned on the Wizards side, Bradley Beal is probable. He will be playing in this one. Thomas Bryant and Daniel Gafford continue to be out. And on the Warriors, as we know, Eric Pascal is out and Clay Thompson is also out. All right, Will, knowing that this has the highest potential spread in total of this uh, highest potential total of this late, apologies. Who do you like on the Wizards side of the ball with Bradley Beal back in the mix? Well, Bradley Beal being back in the mix kind of scares me um, off of him. Uh, you know, with that hip, it's been a lingering hip issue, you know, so. And he's listed as probable, but how much will he play? You know, I've heard, you know, this hip could be something that could lead him to missing games in the future, to being rested a lot more. So I don't think they're going to, you know, just throw him out there, no minutes restriction at all. I think they're going to have to be really careful with that hip because that could be a big problem. So at 9,300, I'm scared off of Bill. I could see you putting him in your lineup because he's had – an incredible season. He was a scoring leader for a long time. He may still be, but I don't trust it with that hip. Um, you obviously have to look at Russell Westbrook, the walking triple-double. Even though he's at 11000 the highest price of the night, uh, he's just pretty much a guarantee for production, almost 70 DraftKings points a game. So you can't go wrong there. Um, and like you said, with the highest uh, scoring potential, that's only more stats for Russell Westbrook, who's the stat monster. Um, I think you can look at Denny Advia at 4,900. Um, he's, his minutes have been ramping up. He was their first-round lottery pick. So, I mean, they should want to keep getting a look at him for next year about what he's going to do. Um, I think he's a decent play. And another guy that's been back from injury um, is Ish Smith at 3,800. He should be in line to get you at least 20 drafting points. Um, He's he's taking away minutes from Rob Neto now, so I think he's got that backup role uh, back and guaranteed down. So those are the four guys I'm looking at. Uh, obviously, Denny and Ish are more like a question mark play, but just considerable. So what are you looking at on the Wizards? Yeah, I mean, you definitely touched on a couple guys that I'm looking at for sure. Russell Westbrook, 11K. Um, I know that price tag might might scare people, but look at his numbers to your point. I mean, he's 70, 70-80-point fantasy upside. Just the amount of production that he's putting on his shoulders right now for the Wizards is astounding. So I love Russell Westbrook at 11,000. Um, and then great call on Ish Smith as well at 3,800. I think he's going to be a sleeper pick. Um, and going to be very low owned, I imagine, just given um, given the fact that a lot a lot of people realize he's back um, playing and it's going to mm-hmm. take a lot of minutes back from the Meadows you mentioned. Um, so I, I like that call. Uh, and then you mentioned Danny Avdija. The only other guy I'm actually looking at over Avdija is another guy coming back from injury, and that's Davis Bertans at 4,300. Uh, that's a very juicy price tag, and he's been his shooting stroke has returned too. Um, and he's put up 30 fantasy points over his last two games. Um, so I expect to, to continue to ride the hot hand, especially in a shootout type of game. Um, especially um, regardless of score, I think Davis Bertans should get 20, 25 minutes off the bench. So I, I love him a lot. Um, at 4,300, I think that's a great price tag. One of my favorite 
um, low 4K uh, plays on the entire slate, actually. So those are the, the, the big guys that I'm looking at um, on the Wizards side of the ball. Uh, I'm not going to have too much interest in Alex Len at, at 4600 um, I think that price tag is outrageous after coming off a 16-point, <laughs> coming off a, a seven-point effort. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near that uh, reliable, so I'm not going to be looking there. So that's it for me too on the Wizards. Um, any? Well, I will any, say, uh, I was gonna, that's, that's a great, that's a great call on Davis Bertans. I mean, he's a guy I'd look at his name and I just completely ignore him. I just don't even want to see him. I just <laughs> scroll away. <laughs> but his last two games were very productive. But like I would say. Davis Bertans and uh, Robert Covington have probably had the weirdest years I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> these guys are just up and down. You just never know what's going to happen. And we'll see. Davis Bertans could be on the roll to be back to his normal self, or he can come up with single-digit points next game. <laughs> so we'll Absolutely. see. But that's a, great, that's a great call on him. Yeah, honestly. And, and you know what? If anyone has any issues playing Davis Bertans, you can come find me on Twitter. Um, so... <laughs> So feel free to call me out because I recommended it. So if, if, if it burns anyone, um, I'll take full responsibility. So uh, <laughs> awesome. Um, going on to the other side of the ball, we're looking at the Warriors that are getting are that are pretty much healthy at this point um, for the most part. Who do you like on the Warriors side? Question is, can you play Steph Curry at 9,900 is the first question I have. I definitely think you can play Steph Curry at 9,900. Um, he could easily put up the same type of production as uh, Russell Westbrook at $1,100 cheaper. Um, and playing against Westbrook, I think it's going to be a matchup of the point guards. They'll probably go at it and have an incredible battle. <clears throat> so I think it's it's worth it for him. I mean, Steph is one of the all-time great players. Um, and, you know, I liked Wiggins early in the season, but he's been slacking lately. Um, so I Look at Draymond at 6,700. Uh, I think he has motivation to put up uh, potential. He's been making the news lately with his interview with Kevin Durant. Uh, but I think, you know, he easily can put up all-around stats. Um, Kelly Oubre has been ramping up his production at 6,300, and it's a revenge game for him. I think you could play him in this matchup. Uh, and you can look at James Wiseman at 4,800. I wouldn't put him in my lineup, but, I mean, he's there for you. <laughs> you know, his last game, he got 32 DraftKings points, so that's what we're looking for. But that's just um, rare, few and far in between with him. But hopefully he can start uh, being more productive in the future. So those are the four guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I think we're pretty much in sync across the board. The only guy that I'm not looking at out of those guys is probably going to be Andrew Wiggins. I love the Steph Curry call. Um, I'm going to probably try and figure out a way to play Steph Curry and Westbrook and just and just w- watch my fantasy DFS numbers go through the roof, hopefully, um, just given this matchup. It, it's going to be, it should be an absolute firework show. So I love this. I love the Steph Curry call. Um, Kelly Oubre, 6300. I didn't even circle the fact that it's a revenge game. So that's a great call, Will. Um, and I think that alone is, is enough for me to play Kelly Oubre. But um, I know a lot of people are not into the revenge game narrative. I think it, it'll play here. So Kelly Oubre should be able to go off in this one. So I love that. Uh, and Draymond at 6700 is always going to be a guy that you can plug and play. Um, just given his triple-double upside, 
Uh, he hasn't really been showing a lot of it recently, but he did have a 48-point effort a few games ago against the Heat. So I love Draymond Green. So uh, it's going to be a very much a very juicy, stackable game here. So you can't go wrong with any of the guys uh, mentioned. Um, cool. So before we jump in to our final game of the night, um, I just wanted to do a quick shout-out to the Fantasy Pass. Um, now that the fantasy draft season is over and you Brewski 150 your way to a hell of a team, um, hopefully a team ready for playoffs. The season is deep in the midst. Um, the fantasy pass, everything you'll need to dominate, uh, for the remainder of the year, updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups and drops, uh, the hoopball discord server, where you can hang out with all the hoopball pros, including myself and will around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass. And just below the main media wall, you will find it. Um, Awesome. So let's dive in without further ado to the next and final game of the slate. And that's the Houston Rockets traveling to take on Los Angeles Clippers. It's a 10 p.m. start time. Uh, No spread or total. Big surprise tonight. Um... And as far as injuries are concerned, there's no injury news to report at this point. Um, so w- with that said, Will, who do you like on the Rockets? And can they keep this within 30 points in this game? <laughs> right. That That is the question. Um, it'll be interesting. And John Wall is out. Um, you're right. John it, Wall it, is out. Here. Apologies. No, you get um that's that's really important for Kevin Porter Jr. Um, I think that makes him a safer play. Um, his price point is a you know seven thousand. You wish that was in the six thousand, but with John Wall out, it should be you know a little easier to put him in your lineup. And uh, early in the season, you would look at Christian Wood and say it's a lock to put him in your lineup, but it's kind of been he's kind of taken a tiny hit with Kelly Olynyk being added to the team. And I mean Kelly Olynyk is just getting all the minutes he can handle. It seems like. The Rockets are like, yeah, we didn't trade Oladipo for nothing. We got Kelly Olenek, and he's being productive. So um, Olenek, you could throw in your lineup at 6,000 uh, and probably be feel better about it than putting Christian Wood in your lineup at 8,500. Um, those are the only three guys I'm looking at. I like uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., but I don't know if it's safe enough to play him right now. What do you think about the Rockets? Yeah, as far as I couldn't find the mute, the unmute button there. Um, as far yeah. as the Rockets, you nailed it. Christian Wood just looks a little off. So normally we would say Christian Wood lock and low 8500, but I'm not going to have a lot of interest in him. Kelly Olynyk at 6K. Uh, normally look at Kelly Olynyk and you see 6000, you're like, whoa, let's not do it. But Kelly Olynyk in a Rockets uniform looks like he's been unleashed. Um, whatever. Whatever unleash means for Kelly Olynyk, it, it just means <laughs> suddenly he's a different player. He's 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 knocking down shots. He's getting rebounds at a, at, a, at a high rate. He's getting some blocks, some steals here and there. So Kelly Olynyk at 6K is probably going to be in play for me. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. with John Wall out, as you mentioned, um, is also going to be in play. But that's it. Uh, you know, despite despite the Rockets not having a lot of production. There's just not so many ways you can go, um, just given the, all these question marks um, up and down the Houston roster. Sterling Brown is also a nice GPP type of play at 4,400. 
but a guy coming off 14-point effort against the Mavericks, you just never know what you're going to get with a guy like Sterling Brown. So I'm going to be hesitant to play him. So the only two guys I'm really looking at are going to be Kelly Olynyk and Kevin Porter Jr., um, and, and that's it uh, on the Rocket side, especially in a blowout type of game. I don't see any reason why some of the other guys that are priced at a more reasonable level are not going to get around. Like Jason, like like Jay Sean Tate is a guy that I was playing in lineups at six to five hundred. He's not as appealing when he was fifty five hundred. He was appealing now. Mm-hmm. It's just it's tough to play him. So th- 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 that's my final piece on on the Rockets. Um, I was going to ask awesome. you how you felt about yeah. Jay Sean Tate. But, so yeah, that was a good call. <laughs> Yeah, so it's again, I don't fault anyone for playing some of these guys. It's just so hard um, on the Rockets. So with that said, let's jump over to the Clippers side of the ball. Who do you like uh, on the Clippers given the potential blowout here? Yeah, that does scare you. Um, You know, if it's it's not a blowout, Kawhi and Paul George both could get you around 50 drafting points, just depending on the night. so if you don't want to spend up for Kawhi, you can save 1200 and play Paul George. But, yeah, you don't have to force them in your lineup if you do think this is going to be a blowout, though, especially with John Wall out. Um, so that's, that's just up to you. That's a matter of personal opinion. Um, DeMarcus Cousin has been added to this Clippers team. Uh, his first game back, he only had seven points and four rebounds in eight minutes. I mean, that's really productive in eight minutes. We'll just have to see if his minutes go up. So uh, you can't play him yet, but he's a guy to monitor. Um, Terrence Mann was a guy that was playing great, um, but his production has dropped off tremendously. Uh, You could look at Rondo and Reggie Jackson um, and Patrick Beverly, but you would just be wasting your time. So that's all I have with the Clippers. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. it it's a it's a real test of of I think will and 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 how and how you think you're gonna you're gonna see this matchup playing out because if it stays close, you, you touched on it. Kawhi and Paul George are gonna be low owned and they should smash. But if this game mm-hmm. ends up being a blowout, which I expect Vegas is gonna tell us, it's gonna be a 15 point spread minimum potentially. So with that said, it's going to be hard to trust anyone. I like Paul George. If, if we're looking at some of the, two of their studs, I'm looking at Paul George over Kawhi just because of the, the cost savings alone make it worth it for me just to, just to take a shot at Paul George coming off a 52-point effort um, against the Blazers. I like Paul George a lot. So that, that's, that's it for me on the Clippers. Reggie Jackson, uh, I'll take some looks at just because he had a very productive game in the last one. But... It's it's just really tough to trust any of those guards you mentioned uh, night in night in and night in night in and night out basis. So um, it, it's it's fine baiting a lot of Clippers tonight. Um, I, I think you can go wrong playing some of them, but no reason to force anyone into your lineups. Yeah, I would say the last three games the Clippers were in blowouts. Paul George and Kawhi both got DraftKings points in the 30s. So that's something to look at. Absolutely. No, that's a fantastic call. Awesome. So that wraps up the nine game slate. Um, before we kind of head out of here, um, who do you like, Will, um, as your favorite high price guy, your favorite mid tier guy, and your favorite value play on the slate? All right, high price guy. I'm, we're gonna say over eight thousand, probably. Um, I would probably go with. Uh, Vucevic for the Bulls at 9,100. 
I love his, you know, uh, potential. Like we said, he can put up Jokic numbers at a non-Jokic price. And uh, you can mention Steph also. I think he'll have a great matchup. Who do you have for your two, one or two high-priced guys? You have anyone? Yeah, as, as far as I don't want to, I don't want to be redundant and and name the same guys you name. So hmm. it's gonna make it a little bit more challenging. So well, name your Philadelphia not, guy. No, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. Remind me not to go second again. So okay. um, <laughs> um, I am gonna have to go with Nikola Jokic at ten thousand five hundred. Um, I think he should absolutely smash. Um, so I'm looking his way and. If I'm going to throw a second one out there that we didn't discuss, um, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll plead the fifth and go with Steph Curry and just because you, you, you touched on him very briefly. So I'll consider Steph Curry as my second pick. All right, mid-tier guys, let's say 4,500 to 8,000. You go first on this one. Who you got? Ooh, okay, 4,500 to 8,000. All right, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to have to go with, uh, this is this is something that I really should have prepared for. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Kyle Anderson. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Kyle, right? fifty-nine hundred. Oh my God, he is one of my favorite mid-tier plays. And then the other one is gonna have to be T.J. McConnell at fifty-six hundred. Those those are my two guys, and I'm taking those to the bank. What about you? So non-sexy, I'm telling you, David. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna go with Zach Levine at 7,800. I think he has a great matchup against the Hawks. And if I had to throw someone else out there, I'd probably say uh, Jonas Valanciunas at 7,100. Even though it's against the Knicks, uh, I like his potential. Didn't we just talk about non-sexy players? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, right. All right. So who do you like as far as value under 4,500 in that case? If you can name All two right. guys. Uh, I'm going to name one. And so I don't steal anyone from you. And then I'll name a second one after you go. So I got to go with my guy, Jalen McDaniels for the Charlotte Hornets at 3,300. Um, guys like this, I think, are the reason why this podcast needs to be listened to because that's a guy you're not going to know that's not going to be on your radar unless you're deep, deep into fantasy in a deep uh, league or listening to this podcast. So I think Jalen McDaniels is probably the steal of the night. Who do you have if you're under 4,500 guy? I mean, I felt like that was an easy setup for you. I, th- that, right. that was almost too easy. That was almost <laughs> too easy. Yeah. You knew I had to Maybe. go with my guy. Of course, of course. So I'm going to go, in that case, I'm going to have to go with, and this one's going to be a little bit more interesting, but I'm going to go with Kobe White at 4,300. In a great matchup, I think he should smash. um, And he's going to be low-owned, too. So uh, I think Kobe White's going to be a great play at that price tag. Um, Another guy I could name is Gogo Batadze at 3,800. If you know, keep an eye on if Miles Turner and Sabonis are out, and I think he could be a tremendous play for you. You have one more, or is that it? Honestly, you just took another. Uh, you've already <laughs> taken two of them in this value play, so now I have to rework my whole brain. So give me a second. I'm going to have to go with Onye Ogankwu at 4,000. I, I butcher his name, but I'm still going to play him. <laughs> um, 
So I think he's going to be a great play at that price tag. If Clint Capella's out, even more reason to play him. L- love that price tag. Should absolutely smash. So I think that wraps it up. And uh, yeah. I will. I want to just thank you, Will, for, for jumping on. And I'm really looking forward to to doing more of these with you. And I want to thank all the listeners um, for listening in to DFS today. Um, you can find me on Twitter at dmank 33 why don't you tell everyone how they can find you as well on Twitter? Yep, yep. I'm on Twitter at William is Bill. Uh, thank you, David. Great doing the show with you. I loved it. Can't wait to do the next one. And thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. Have a great night, everyone. Let's all win some some serious cash games. Peace. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.